Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. disclosure, this may offend some people, but I'll say up front, if it does offend you, it's the Word of God, and I cannot apologize for that. I've heard many Christians, especially preachers, say down through the years, I don't want to get political, but is it really biblical to get political? And is it really political to get biblical? Politics, in definition, is the activities associated with the governance of a country or other area, a government or a local government. Daniel 2.21 says, And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. The question is, should preachers get political? Government is God's design. And might I remind you that our Constitution states that the government was created by the people, for the people. And if our government isn't doing their job and protecting the rights of the people, then we as the people have a constitutional right to overthrow that government and create a new one. Let me read just one section of the Constitution of the United States found on Senate.gov. Its first three words read, We the people affirm that the government of the United States exists to serve its citizens. In other words, we are not created for the government. The government was created for us. We, the people. The government was not established so they could become tyrants and dictators that tell us what to believe and what freedoms we do and don't deserve. But the government was established to protect and defend our God-given freedoms At all cost. The government is not our daddy. They're not our mommy. Yes, we are to respect and uphold the law, but we're not supposed to sit back silently in fear and allow the government to dictate our religious freedoms. The moment they try to do that, that is the moment they have crossed the line, and we, as the citizens, by the people for the people, have the right to do something about that. And if you do nothing else, you have a voice. You have a right to speak out against the corruption in our government. I'm reminded of a story in Matthew chapter 14 when a man in the Bible by the name of John the Baptist, he spoke out against an adulterous king, which would be the president of our day. He told the king, it's not lawful for you to have that woman. It's not lawful for you to have her. You're living in adultery, Mr. King, sir. This is wrong. This is not biblical. What did John the Baptist do right here? He spoke out against the corruption in the government. He got involved in the political scene. There are a few more occasions in the Bible when men of God spoke out to the leaders in their day for their corruption and disobedience to God's Word. 
The prophet Samuel rebuked King Saul for his disobedience. And later on, King David was rebuked and given a strong word of correction for his secret sins. Needless to say, there are numerous examples in both the Old and New Testament that speaking out against the corruption in governmental leadership is, in fact, a biblical practice. I love how Greg Locke of Global Vision Bible Church said it. If we don't speak out against the corrupt politics in our land, we're not going to have a platform from which to preach the gospel. And that's so true, folks. That's the reason why things have gotten as bad as they have gotten. We have stepped back. We have tucked our tail between our legs. We have backed down. We have gone soft. We have lightened up on the gospel. We, we don't want to offend anybody anymore. And folks, I'm not saying that we need to just say whatever we want, but I'm saying we as Bible-bearing believers of the gospel, we have a duty to uphold the laws of God, to uphold the truths of God, and to speak out, to speak up and to speak out and to speak truth. And folks, it's not wrong to speak the Bible. The truth hurts sometimes, but if you speak the Bible, if you speak the Word of God, if you speak His truths, if you're faithful to His Word, if you stand on His Word, folks, nothing, nothing can come against you and win. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And now, now is the time that we, as Bible-bearing believers, preachers especially, now is the time that we need to speak up and speak out louder than we ever have before. Because the government is doing everything they can. The radical left, the God-haters in our government. And I just want to say that not all government officials are evil and they have our worst interest at heart. But there is a party that does not have our best interest at heart. And they're doing everything they can to to silence this culture is doing everything they can to silence the conservative and and the biblical values that this nation was founded on this nation was founded on the biblical truths of the gospel of Jesus it was founded upon the word of god and the enemy is trying everything he can to silence that through social media uh, through uh, fake news, through governmental tyrancy. And we need to be strong. We need to stand strong. We need to stand up and stand out and speak up and speak out. And we don't need to back down, folks. We have the word of the living God. The Bible says that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing asunder and dividing even the soul and the spirit. It's so powerful. And just the simple Word of God, just speaking the simple Word of God is so powerful. And I know that in today's culture, that sounds lame. It sounds um, uh, non-intellectual to speak the plain Word of God. But folks, there's nothing more powerful than the Word of God. God said it Himself. He said, when heaven and earth is passed away, when all of these things have passed away, my Word will stand. When nothing else is standing, when this earth has melted away, with fervent heat, when everything is melted away, the earth and all of its elements will will be burned away. And the only thing that's going to be left standing is God's Word and whoever is standing on that Word. So are you standing on the Word of God today? Are you standing on what God said? 
or are you doing what the government says? Don't get me wrong. We are to respect our leaders. We are to respect those that are in law enforcement. We are to respect all of those that have authority. But when that authority oversteps that line of true and false, when it begins to push back the truth of God's Word and say, no, you can't believe that. You can't do that. You can't live like that. That's when we need to push back, and that's when we need to stand up, and that's when we need, as Christians of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as children of God, as His children, as uh, the flame bearers, the, the, the bearers of that word, of that sword, we need to use that word. We need to use that word and stand on that word. If you enjoy Truth Matters podcast and would like to help this ministry continue spreading the truth of the gospel, consider becoming a patron. This ministry is 100% listener supported. Becoming a patron is safe, easy, and you can give a monthly gift as little as $1, $10, $100, or a one-time donation of any amount. Simply send us an email at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com and we'll forward you the information you need to sign up. Thank you in advance. Your help is truly appreciated. Beware of a sugar-coated gospel, as it will cause soul decay. The problem with our culture is we've been too soft for too long, and we've become so accustomed to a sweetened-up gospel that we've almost developed a spiritual diabetic condition where if we don't get our sugar in, we become tired and faint and bored. If you're not careful and you get sweetened up all the time and that's all you hear is good things— When it comes time for the Word to correct you, when it comes time for you to be set straight when you're on the wrong path, and your pastor or a preacher uh, speaks the Word and it corrects you, when it comes time for that, you won't be able to take it. That's a bad place to be. That's a bad place to be to think that I've got to hear some sweet things. I've got to hear some good things. I've got to have somebody tickle my ear. And the Bible talks about that. They have itching ears. They're, they're itching for something sweet. They want, they want to hear love, 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 love. But just as much as God loves you, He hates sin. He hates sin. He hates wickedness. And if you speak out against that wickedness, He's got your back. That's His will. That's His word. The Apostle Paul warned the Galatians of another gospel being preached. He warned the Corinthians of another Jesus. And just because you're a preacher that claims to preach the gospel doesn't make it so. And just because a preacher puts the name of Jesus in his sermon, that doesn't make it official. The Bible declares that there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Key word, one. And if it's contrary to the Word of God, we have a right to stand against it. If it's contrary to your God-given freedoms to serve the God that created you, you have a right to speak out against that. I'm not telling you to go look for trouble. I'm not telling you to go start trouble. But I am telling you, when it gets to the point where they try to close your churches down in 2020, how many churches closed down? How many churches closed down almost instantaneously? Some of them yet to have been opened because they're afraid. They're afraid that they'll get their tax-exempt status taken away from them. They're afraid that they'll uh, suffer some backlash, or they're afraid that the government will come in and close them down. Well, folks, the Constitution states that the government cannot dictate your gathering together and worshiping your God. You have that right. That is your right to come together and worship your God. And so uh, I'm on a little bit of a rant today. 
because it's gone too far. 2020 went too far. And too many churches were so quick to give in. Too many churches were so quick to surrender. Don't you see? God said to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together in unity. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's what He commanded us in His Word. He said, do not forsake it. He didn't say forsake it if this happens or don't forsake it unless this happens. He said, don't forsake it. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Are you the manner of some? I don't know about you, but in this end time, I plan to stand up for what's right and to stand up for my rights. Because folks, if we don't do it now, if we just hand over our freedoms at the expense of social norms and popularity and social acceptance, if we give up our freedoms now, we may never get them back. And so I just want to encourage you today, before you so quickly give in to what the tyrants and the dictators say, just remember, God created government. He ordained government. He sets up kings and He puts them down. He raises up whom He will. And just remember, His agenda is bigger, a lot bigger than Satan's agenda. And I I remember what one preacher said. He said, God's got the devil on a leash, and he'll only let him go so far. But thank God that I'm not on a leash. Thank God that his people are free, and we live in a free country still, and we still have the right to gather together and worship our God and to live for our God and to preach the Bible as it is, unwatered down, unwavered, unsugar-coated, the pure, undefiled, unadulterated gospel. So I want to encourage you to speak up, speak out, speak truth, and speak it loud. Stand up for your freedoms while you still have them. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.